What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, Wellpreneur community. It's Amanda, and I'm back for another episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. And this is a special episode because it's for those of you just starting out. If you are just starting to create a wellness business, if you're in your first year of business or your first couple of years, but you feel like you haven't really gotten traction, you haven't really gotten started, you don't have very many clients, or if you're in the point where you're still in school, still in training and planning your wellness business, this is the episode for you. It is for beginners. It's all about how to start your wellness business from scratch. And I have a special download to go along with this episode. I've just released a free nine-page checklist that teaches you how to start your wellness business from scratch. So it's all the steps you need to do in the right order in seven different areas of where you're going to start your business. So I highly recommend that you download the checklist to go along with this episode because the checklist goes more in detail and obviously has it all printed out for you. So you can follow along and make your own notes. You can download your own copy of that checklist at wellpreneur.com slash get started wellpreneur.com slash get started to get your own copy of the nine page start your wellness business from scratch checklist. If you're further along in your journey, you might want to just skip this episode or you could listen to it and see if there's any bits that you might have missed or if you agree or disagree with my approach. But this is really intended for people within their first year or two of business and also wellpreneurs that are just thinking about starting their businesses. Okay, so let's get into it. In this episode, I'm going to give you an overview of these seven areas of where to start your wellness business and how to get started. Now, one of the big misconceptions that I hear very often is that as people get started, they tend to get ahead of themselves, which is not your fault because you don't know because you haven't done this. Right. And so the first thing that I see people doing is really stressing out about what's their business name going to be. How are they going to create a website? What kind of products are they going to create? And getting business cards and getting logos and designs and like trying to make this super professional storefront, you know, like a really professional online presence before you've done the basics of really proving whether your business idea is viable, whether you know your target market and you know what you're going to sell to them, like the very basics. And certainly people try to do that before they get their business foundations in place. So the way that I'm presenting these and that it's outlined in the checklist is about what I know works from my own personal experience and from seeing thousands of wellness entrepreneurs in the Wellpreneur community, as well as working with all my one-on-one clients and the people that have gone through my programs and talking with many other online entrepreneurs at all levels of business in my own personal network. So what I've seen is you do not need to create a website first. A website is not the first thing that you need to do. And 
again, I have just seen this recently because I've seen several friends and clients go through doing a website project. And I'm sorry to say, but website projects have a tendency to take longer than you intended them to, and they can cost more than you intended them to. And if you're not used to communicating with a designer, it could be difficult to get the look and the feel that you want. Plus, the reality is that as a new wellpreneur, you don't really know what you're doing yet which is cool. That is how it's supposed to be. So you don't want to spend all this money on branding and websites when it's going to change in a couple of months. So if you spend all this time and money building out a beautiful web presence, not only is it going to change, but at the end of that project, you won't have any clients. Like actually having a website, in my experience, doesn't give you clients. So I really don't recommend starting with a website. I know you're going to want to start with a website, but Listen to my logic here and where you really need to start to make a success of your wellness business. So the first stage of starting a wellness business is to get really clear about what you want. You as an entrepreneur, there are almost infinite ways, okay, maybe not infinite, hundreds of ways, thousands of ways to create a successful business in the wellness industry, but they're not all going to be right for you. And you aren't going to be able to make all of them a success because we all have different strengths and weaknesses and interests and desires for how we want our business to be. So rather than just copying what you see somebody else doing, the first thing to do is to do some real introspection and look at you and your motivations for starting this business. What kind of business do you want to create? Do you want to create a business where it's all online and location independent? Do you want to do something where you work with clients one-on-one or in groups, or you don't want to really work with them at all? You want to create products or write books. Do you want to work with people in person or online? Do you want to run retreats? There are so many different ways you can go with a wellness business, and they can all work, but you can't do them all. You have to choose. And so one of the places I see people fall down right away is that they start copying somebody else's business model that doesn't fit their strengths. This comes up a lot when I hear people say that they need to do social media in a certain way. But if that's not you, if that's not what you like to do, you're not going to be effective at it. Now, of course, there's areas where you need to learn and, you know, grow and try things that are outside of your comfort zone. But if you don't really want to create the kind of business where you're the brand, then don't create that kind of business. You can create a business where you're the CEO behind the scenes. That can totally work, too. So number one is to really get clear on you, your desires, and your strengths. And I've got more questions about each one of these areas in the checklist. I'm not going to read the entire checklist because you can just download it. So you can get a copy of that at wellpreneur.com slash get started. Now, you'll notice these first three areas, so getting clear on you, then getting clear on your client, then getting clear on the problem you solve, all of those things you can do before you've done anything else, before you have a website, before you've incorporated a business, definitely before you accept any money because you don't have a business set up yet. But these are things that you can start doing no matter what stage you're at. And if you're a little bit further along, but you feel like you're not getting traction, it's really worth going back and getting clear on these three items. So first is you and your strengths and the type of business you want to create. The second is your client. Who do you want to work with? We've talked about this a lot on the Wellpreneur podcast, and you can also read this about this and the problem phase in my book, Wellpreneur, which is available on Amazon, but you have to be really clear about the types of clients that you want to work with. 
If you try to work with everybody, your marketing is just really ineffective. I know, I know. It feels frustrating because in wellness, we can help so many different kinds of people with so many different kinds of problems. And so the approach I like to take is to get really specific for six months to a year. So you're going to pick a target market, a six-month target market, like your six-month ideal client, and you're going to stick with that for six months to a year so that you can get some traction. Because if you only try it for a few weeks or a month, you haven't really given it enough of a shot to know if it's going to work. And it's the same thing with the problem you solve. I see many wellpreneurs that just invent a program and promote it for a week and don't get much traction because they don't have any audience yet and then give up and change and start promoting something else. And if you keep doing that, especially when you don't have an audience, you just don't have enough data to know if it's going to work or not. So you want to get really clear on your ideal client and who you really want to work with. And then the third part is what is the problem you're going to solve? What is the transformation that those clients are going to have? That's my favorite way to think about it. What is their before state before they work with you? Describe it. So how do they feel? What's going on in their life beforehand? And then they work with you. And then after they work with you, describe their new state. Now, how do they feel? What are they able to do? What's changed in their life? The difference between those two states is the transformation that your products or services help people with. And that is absolutely crucial. If you don't know how your products and services can help people, no one else is going to know. Like you need to be clear on it first in order for it to sell. So these three areas first are really getting clear on who you want to help and how you're going to help them. And just so you know, there's not just one right answer here. So it's a combination of like where you're feeling drawn, what you're feeling attracted to, and your own experiences. It's very often a good idea to try to help yourself several years ago. So just help somebody that's a couple steps behind where you are now. That can be a really good way to start. But these first steps of getting clear on what you want, there's not that one right answer. So it's a little bit of just a try it, you know, it's an experiment. We're going to pick one that feels right, that I feel like I have a good shot at doing, that I'm excited to try, and you're going to stick with it for six months to a year. Okay, so there's the first three steps, getting clear on you and your client and the problem you solve. Now, step four is business setup. This is the point where you really need to get, um, because I cannot give legal or tax or financial advice at all, right? But this is the area where you need to set up a business structure. So I've got these all detailed in the checklist again, but you want to set up a business structure. So you're going to need to take advice on that and research based on your local area, your country, the type of business that you want to create. What is the best business structure for you? And then what do you need to know from a tax perspective? Will you need an accountant? I would definitely recommend it. That is a very good idea to get some professional advice. Um, how are you going to manage your finances? And then what types of insurance do you need? Um, so looking at depending on what you want to do, what kinds of insurance and also liability, um, any certifications that you need, just all those nuts and bolts. Now, here's the good thing is that you don't have to figure it out from scratch. There's people that know how to do this stuff, but it's different based on where you live and the type of business you want to create. 
So don't just take advice from any random person about what worked for them because it depends on where you live. And if you want to be a health coach or do anything having to do with nutrition and you live in the United States, you're going to need to understand what the scope of practice is for your state. And I have a resource for that also linked from within the checklist, which you can get. I'll just say it again so you don't have to go back. Wellpreneur.com slash get started. So like I was saying, the good thing is there is a lot to think about in the business setup but you really want to be covered, right? You want to make sure you have a legal structure set up that you're totally in on in a good position with the tax requirements, certainly that you have the insurance that you need. So this is a place, again, where you don't need to figure it out from scratch, but you do need to get advice in your local area. So you can look for, if you don't have specific, like, if you know a lawyer or an accountant, they'd be a good place to start and because they can probably refer you to people in their network. Otherwise, look for like entrepreneur events or startup events or like if you have an association for the type of practice, like a health coach association or a nutritional therapist association, and you can start to reach out to those places and they'll point you in the right direction. But you want to make sure that you get some advice and get those set up at this point before you're going to start accepting any money. Now, do you notice we still haven't gotten business cards or picked a business name or created a website, right? awesome. We That comes way at the end. <laughs> so this is really cool because once you have those basic business structures in place, now we're going to actually test your idea. So phase five is creating and testing your first offer. So you don't need very much at all to create and test your first offer. Actually, I just recommend that you set up an email list. So I like to use ConvertKit um, and they just announced a free plan, which is really cool. Um, you can learn more about that. I think it's at wellpreneur.com slash ConvertKit. Actually, that's my affiliate link for ConvertKit, um, so, which is really great if you would be willing to support me and my work at Wellpreneur. Actually, it's a free plan you sign up for, so you just register and it tags that you came through me. And then if you end up signing up for a paid plan in the future when your list grows, then I would get a little commission from that. But again, if you want to check out ConvertKit, that's wellpreneur.com slash ConvertKit. So what I recommend if you want to create and test your first offer is sign up for that email marketing service at ConvertKit, and then it will allow you to create an email list and also to create a landing page. A landing page is like a one-page web page. So it's not really a website. It's just like one web page, and it has a form on it where people can sign up for your email list. And so I would create that for that problem that you solve, talking to your ideal client about the problem that you solve, and they can sign up for your list for more information. So this is going to start to build your email list. And what you want to do is we want to create and test a first offer. So your first offer could be something like your one-on-one -on -one coaching package, or it could be a small group program that you run live. I don't recommend that it's something that you have to spend a lot of time creating in advance and then selling because then you run the risk that nobody will buy it and you will have wasted all that time. So it's much better to do something that's going to run live so that you can kind of create it as you go. So you don't need to do a whole bunch of upfront work. So decide on a really simple offer, give it an attractive price, something that feels you might want to show that this will be the full price, but here's the special offer because this is the first time it's running and you're giving them the special offer in exchange for their feedback, for example. 
and then you need to go out and actually sell it. Now, this is the hard part in the beginning because you don't have an audience, right? And so this is where you need to get a little bit crafty and creative and reach out to your friends and family, friends of friends, ask them to spread the word. This is where doing some in-person events can be really effective. I often recommend that when you're first starting your business, even if you want to create an online business, that you do a couple talks or in-person events because it's a lot shorter for people to trust you if they meet you in person. So they're more likely to buy from you more quickly. Whereas if you're trying to establish an online audience, that takes a long time. So that's something that you're going to build up slowly. So what I'd like you to do is in this step is create your concept for your first offer and then test it by getting a small group of people to go through it that first time. Maybe five to 10 people would be fantastic. And then at the end of that, you can get feedback and testimonials from them so that you know how you want to shape the program in the future. And you've also got those testimonials and quotes to use to promote your program again in the future. Now, it's really important that you do this first, that you test, create and test your offer. This is the scary bit for a lot of people, but this is what makes it a business. You have to be able to sell your thing or it's not a business. So you've got to just push yourself through the fear and be open to trying new things. It's just an experiment, you know, and the first time you sell something, it will probably be the worst ever. So we just need to get past that first time so that you can do it again and again and again and start to figure out what works and learn. This whole journey of being an entrepreneur is iterative. You're going to go through cycles and you're going to keep learning and growing the whole way. So following this plan that I've outlined, you're actually testing your idea for actual money. People are going to pay you to be part of this first program. And that proves, like it gives you actual evidence that people want what you're selling. Okay, so you want to go through that. And if that didn't work, then like say you didn't sell any of them, then, well, you could decide to give up. But if you really want to start this business, then you just go back and say, okay, what could I do differently? Can I be more clear on the client? Can I be more clear on the transformation? Can you interview some people and talk to them about what they want and really create something that people want? When you're able to sell that first beta program and get that first group of people through, now you know you have a valid business idea. It's going to work. And so now is the time to then start to put the rest of the structure in place. So then step six is creating a growth plan. And this is the point where you want to look at your marketing plan. You know, what are you going to do on social media? What about email? What about creating a website and looking at all of those things and putting together that plan of how are you going to consistently grow your audience? How are you going to grow your product offerings? I see people do this really backwards where they start by looking at all the marketing stuff, which to be honest, you can do that, but it's slower because the time to grow an audience takes months unless you run a bunch of ads and pay for ads, um, which is not the approach that I do. But if you do it the organic way, it takes a while. So you can grow an audience first and then ask them what they want. But that's a better approach if you have a financial runway. You know, if you really need to get this thing going quickly, what you want to do is start with an offer and find people, go put yourself out there and get in front of people to sell the offer, find an offer that sells and then start thinking about the marketing. 
So in the checklist, again, I talk more in detail about how to create your growth plan. And then finally, step seven is bringing it to life. And this is the point where you can really flesh out your business and create things like your website and your branding and your logo and your name and like your colors and your amazing social media presence and really then bringing it into life to how you want your business to ultimately look and feel. But those first six steps you can do without a website. You could do it with just an email list, which is really cool. I hope this episode has shifted your mindset a bit about the steps you need to take to start your wellness business. You don't need to do it all at once. That's what's so good. You can go step by step, starting with you, figure that out, what you like, what kind of business you want to create. And again, you don't. it doesn't have to be forever. Based on how we are right now as a person, what kind of business do I think I'm going to create? And let's go for that for at least a year to give it time to be successful. And then look at your client and then your problem, set up the logistics of your business, create and test your first offer, create a growth plan, and then flesh it out and bring it all to life with marketing and branding and website and all that good stuff. So you can do it. You just have to go one step at a time. Now, I really heard the message from you that you'd like more resources and information for people just starting their wellness businesses. So definitely make sure you get my checklist, which is at wellpreneur.com slash get started. And once you've gotten the checklist, I'll know that you're a beginner and that you're starting your wellness business. And then over time, I'll be sending you more information targeted specifically for that phase of business. So more tips and specific podcast episodes and resources and interviews and articles and all that good stuff, especially for people just getting started. So if you know anybody else that's starting their wellness business, I'd love it if you would share this episode. Not everybody knows about podcasts yet, although it's a growing area. And so I'd love it if you would spread the word about the Wellpreneur podcast and this episode in particular. And you can also send any of your friends to sign up for the checklist themselves. Again, that's wellpreneur.com slash get started. And if you're not already a member of our free Facebook community, it's called the Wellpreneur Community Group. And I would love for you to join. There's over 5,000 Wellpreneurs in there, and it's really helpful. So if you are just starting your business and you want some support and some community, just come over and join us. Search Wellpreneur Community in Facebook, and you'll just have to click to apply, and then we'll just approve you. And then you can come in, you can introduce yourself, you can ask questions, and you can learn from other Wellpreneurs at different stages in their business building journey. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast, and I'll see you back here very soon with our next episode. 